Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I'm your Saturday host, Brian McKinnell, and joining me, as always, we've got the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. And Mark, we got a stacked show for the listeners today, a lot to get to, and we are going to start with Friday Night SmackDown and the long-awaited, I don't know, Venom, Fear, Anger, Focus, seriousness is a lot of words that uh, uh, people have been throwing out there about Big E, Mark. Big E delivering one fiery-ass promo on SmackDown on Friday night. Man, listen, this will be worth the price of admission for the podcast. Big E showed out. Absolutely. And the good news is eh, you don't actually have to pay admission because the podcast edition is free. Mark, uh, we obviously got weekly winner. Where we're going to give the listeners our best show in the week that was of professional wrestling. We're going to dive into AEW and the finish that we saw at the Revolution pay-per-view and the surprise from Christian. And also, Mark, uh, we also get your thoughts on the rumored uh, release or the request to release from one Andrade to the WWE, a lot to break down in that story as well. So all you got to do, sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going on a Saturday. This is busted open. Mark, I do want to talk to you about this Andrade story because um, I mean, I'm interested to talk about it. I know the interested, or excuse me, the nation is interested to hear about it and get your thoughts on it. You said you were disappointed. Um, Here's what we know. According to a report, Andrade uh, asking for his release earlier in the week, uh, I believe at Raw or or after, whatever the case may be, but earlier in the week, Andrade asking for his release from the company, from the WWE. So many layers to this, Mark. Uh, My first thought was, well, that's terrible because I love Andrade. I think he's an absolute top guy. I think he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. I think he's been vastly underutilized and mismanaged on the quote-unquote main roster, NXT. A different story. So there's that. Um, and then there's the Charlotte factor. I mean, arguably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Clearly a major piece of the company. I know that it, it, it's not the be all end all, but that was also a, a part of the story that I couldn't uh, remove myself from. There's just a lot of moving parts with this. And um, I, I guess the, the the main feeling or the main takeaway is a word that you used. I, I think it's just disappointment, Mark Henry. It's just It's just disappointing. Yeah, because he's an unbelievable talent. When he was wrestling Buddy Murphy, uh, they were having the best matches on on the program. They were doing the best job of putting me in suspended belief. They were doing the best job of their work rate. Like those matches that they made Buddy who he is. And you need guys. And he's one of those guys. I mean, why why not have uh, somebody that, um, 
can work at a really high level and bring other people up. I just said that uh, about Daniel Bryan. Like, he's he's got that ability to make people that are uh, average look really good. And the people that are really good, he makes look great. Yeah. Like, there's always a place for that person. But in order for that to happen, you have to build them. And I don't think Andrade really got a chance. Uh, I mean, he had a chance before the injury when he had the title. But when he lost the title, like it was right. like, oh, he's not good anymore. Right. All went downhill. And, that, so and it's absurd I, I because we know he's – It's absurd because we know he's good. Mark, and here's the other thing. He occupies a space – as this brooding Latin American man, right? He doesn't, he's not a luchador. He's not a legend like Ray. He's not this youngster like Dominic. This dude is like, you know, he's got this. I don't like I don't know, a Latin Shinsuke. Like I always viewed Shinsuke as like this Yakuza hitman. Like he's just got this like cool vibe about him. Much, much different than a lot of like other Japanese wrestlers. I don't, he just had this uniqueness about him. I feel the same way about Andrade. Like he's not your, and I don't know what that even means when I say it, like your typical Mexican wrestler, your typical luchador. He's just, he's cool as shit. Like he's beautiful. Like he's, 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 he's a, a, he's a top guy too. Yes, that's what I mean. He's got an edge to him. He's not, he's he's he operates in his own sort of space. He's wholly unique. He obviously shares the relationship with Charlotte. There's just so many cool things about this dude and things outside of the ring that we can like inside of the ring. And it's to what you said. That's going to be the real shame of this all mark is if he if he does get his release and he is no longer with the WWE. I don't think we saw half of what he could have been. I don't think we, we even scratched the surface of what this dude could have been. No, I I don't think that I think that he he needs to have a conversation again, like and 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 just say, look, this is what I want. And I yeah. think a lot of that doesn't happen. Um, there's a lot of guys that don't have the opportunity to really sit and talk to Vince and really sit and talk to the powers that be and say, Guys, this is this. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking for these few things: the respect of my work and uh, my ability to make other people better. But I need a building process during the year too. I need to get over. Like, help me get over. Like, make make that happen. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to leave here. My wife is here. Like, this is the 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 man. Like. But if I have to go, if you don't feel like I'm doing this company any justice, then let me go and let me go and work and, and earn my stripes. But but guys need to be up front and talk to the company like that, because Vince don't want no, no, um, you know, lack of a better term. Yes, man. Just walking around. Vince likes guys that have a brain yeah, that have some toughness to them that can communicate. So, I mean, that, that needs to happen. He's also got to stand up and, and say just that. I want to be here. How do we do that? How do we make it happen, guys? I mean, I, I've done everything y'all asked me to do. Now I'm telling you what we need to do. Otherwise, let me go. I'd like to I think. I don't want to be here. 
I'd like to think, Mark, that if it's got to the point where he's asking for his release, that that he's asked for that, that he's expressed his frustrations. But you, I mean, you would know better than I. I, I don't. I mean, the culture, like you said, is how a lot of people. Do it. it's, it's, it's not how, just. Yeah. It's not just you know like ultimatum is not the way. Okay. It's the communication of what's needed to fix a problem. It's like. Um, you know, for the guys and girls out there in, in the in the busted open radio land that had a communication problem with their spouse. If you can't say, well, okay, we know what the problem is. Give me a solution. Now, let's move on from the problem. In yeah. order for that to happen, we have to have a solution right. and a game plan of what we're going to do going forward. It's the same exact thing. You're in a marriage in the business. And the 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 business is really the bride. But the father of the bride is the is the owner of the company, the promoter. And if you want to have a successful, happy relationship with your in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be able to communicate that not only to your bride, but to your in-laws. Like, hey, guys, there's a, li- there's a line you don't cross. You have to be able to do that. If you're not willing to have that strong, hard conversation, <laughs> nothing's going to change. You talk about the relationships and, and you know, obviously uh, WWE Andrade, but then, you know, uh, Charlotte gets brought into this as well. How much do you think her – relationship with Andrade uh, is it a factor in this it, when, it, should, when- it, it, it shouldn't but the fact that Charlotte is one of the best people in the business then yeah it's going to play <clears throat> it's going to play a role it's yeah. like it reminds me of that case of um there was a football player that got drafted in the second round to the Cowboys named John Roper okay John Roper fell asleep in a meeting and got fired and Jimmy Johnson told him, Hey, you can go get all the rest you want now. (laughs) And one of the guys said, come on coach. Like if Troy Aikman fell asleep, what would you do? So I wake him up. (laughs) There's a double standard. Of course there There is. is a double standard in, in the business in life. In life, in, in, in life, facet of, of our 100%. being, yep. there's yep. a double standard. Charlotte is going to get that double standard. She's going to get woke up. But there's a lot of people yeah. that will just get let go. And I guess that if you feel good enough about yourself, you feel strong enough about yourself, which I think Andrade does, well, he should. Then, and Mark, not even not to cut you off, not even with the relationship with Charlotte, he should feel confident enough because again, one of the best in the world, all that the entire package, everything he brings, just as a talent. But then, yeah, when when he factor in Charlotte as well. Yeah, but he feels like you know sure. I can go elsewhere, and and get that done. Yep. So you know what? Have the strong conversation. Yeah. And uh, try to work it out. I, I if I was there. I would try to mediate that situation. I would be like, hey, man, let me talk to you. Yeah. And then I would go to the powers that be and say, this is really what it is, guys. Like, throw the dude a bone. This is yeah. one you don't let go. Well, 
yeah, here's the other thing. You definitely don't let go because if you do, you're going to be sitting there trying to talk them into keeping him. I'm going to be sitting there talking to Andrade, telling him to leave because I want to see Penta versus Andrade. I want to see Ray Phoenix versus Andrade. I want to see Kenny Omega versus Andrade. Yeah, you want to see it too. And that's a problem. And Vince knows that. There's no way he doesn't Uh. know that. If you want to see it and I want to see it, that means there are thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, potentially maybe hundreds of thousands of pro wrestling fans that want to see that fantasy matchmaking as well. I'm with you. Andrade is not the one that you let go. Another one, thankfully that they never let go. And that he's going to be here for a very long time is one big E and last night on SmackDown Mark big E delivered one of the most impassioned promos of his career. It was on fire. We are going to let the nation hear from it. We are also going to get the world's strongest man's thoughts on the fiery, fiery promo work from Big E last night on SmackDown. That's what we're hitting when we come Biblical. back here on a Saturday. I'm Ryan. It's the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Eye for an eye. Now it's you. You take one of mine and I take two of yours. Now it's you. You come here to hurt me. And I come here to maim you. Now, now it's you step on my lawn. And I bulldoze your house. Beating you. Pitting you now? (laughs) That's not enough. No, no, I got to end you. I got to end you. Big E sending it in last night, making, uh, making, uh, making drawers across America dribble a little bit. Not in the good way. Man. Not in the good way. A little bit of leakage happening. A little bit of butthole puckering. Big E getting serious, Mark Henry, which is something that uh, a lot of folks have been asking for. It's not like we didn't know. The man's terrifying. I don't know what the help people were oh man you can tell that boy's dad is a preacher <laughs> standing in the pulpit on sunday <laughs> telling everybody what they need to do well i'm telling you man i felt like i was in church last night big e went in he's man you step in my lawn and i bulldoze your house it's gonna get biblical he said pinning you pinning you ain't enough he wants, he said, I want to end you. Ryan, I don't know if you uh if you've seen many endings. Uh I'm, I'm not just talking about the big ending. No, no. If someone said they were gonna end me, I would take that as a very serious and direct threat. That would be a that's, that's serious good. Yeah. and yeah. direct threat that <laughs> I might have to start going, hey man, um, you know that I apologize if I have offended you or your family. <laughs> you got to you got to backtrack when a, when somebody want to end you. Well, when it's Big E, yeah. I mean, I don't backtrack against everybody or anybody, but Mark Henry, I'll backtrack. Big E Langston, Ooh. I'll backtrack. <laughs> I mean, that's, when someone can rip my arms off of my shoulders with their bare hands, I I tend to you know 
I tend to use my tongue. I tend to tend to use my voice. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just got a call. Just got a text from uh, our brother in Busted Open, Jonathan Hood in Chicago, and he said, "Man, he said that was some some Thunderbolt Patterson and some Rufus Jones <laughs> rolled up into one." It was. He great. is exactly right. I yep. appreciate you listening, Jonathan. Man, we miss you. We got to have you on on a on a Saturday sometime. Jay Hood, uh, go White Sox, Jonathan. Let's get it. Oh my goodness gracious, man! Biggie is one of those guys that, when focused, um, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody better. Like he he's got every intangible that that you need to be a great pro wrestler. Uh, I think the motivation thing is the thing that um, consistently that's lacked. And over the last six months, he has found it. He has found it in a way that, I mean, since the, the New Day broke up, he has held that banner high and has entertained me to no end, man. And... You know, I I did his documentary on the network. Right. Yeah, the 24-7. And I remember saying that, you know, I wanted him to be the big, strong, tough guy, and he wanted to be colorful. He wanted to be uh, more entertaining. And and I said, man, he was right. I was wrong. But here we are. Well, you, six, and you went, six, and the you, last six months, he's been the monster. He's been the heater. He's been the bad dude. So if he can navigate them both, he he's 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 gonna win. And that was one of your concerns coming up, right? You've talked about it. You didn't want to be the angry black dude. That was like you I you didn't. didn't you just you didn't want to have that role. And I, I would imagine, you know, Big E shares some of those feelings as well. Wanted to establish himself outside of that trope, outside of that sort of formula, right? And um, that's not to say that he's now this angry black dude. He's just angry. He doesn't, doesn't have to. But but I understand the stigma that gets attached to it because of seemingly, especially during your era, Mark, or prior eras, it seems like African-Americans, black folks, you know, people of color, they, they so often get pigeonholed into certain roles in the professional wrestling world. So I understand why that might be attached to him, right? But right, uh, right. we've seen the work that he put in over the last seven, eight years outside of being that angry, quote-unquote, black man, right? We'll just use serious that 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 more serious as the word that uh, mark used focused angry determined wrecking ball that is big e we have it i hope we get more of it he's certainly embattled in a feud that lends himself to that mark it's it's a good time for big e i know a lot of people uh are excited at the possibility of this big singles push i think there was some talk potentially if something happened at wrestlemania fans were getting excited i don't think we're going to see any any main title or or or, or universal or wwe title push for this mania but mark it certainly seems like they're setting him up in the future for this he talked about it he has all of the skills the intangibles the mic work the body the look the move set the finisher everything that you would want out of the entire the package intelligence. the intelligence the passion big e has it mark so uh yeah it feels like last night i don't want to say it was like the first step it certainly wasn't but i think for a lot of people uh, as we look back on the uh, the history and, and career of Big E years from now, that promo will probably be a little bit of the notch in the belt of, of a turning point and something we look back on and be like, hey, that was badass. Yeah, I think that it'll be one of those points where people say, don't piss him off. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can make him mad. Yeah. You can get in his face, 
he can handle that. But the one thing that's going to set him off is if you kind of try to emasculate him somehow. And he is, he reached a level that of anger last night in his promo that was, it, it, it reminded me of looking in the mirror. Like I was looking at a dude that was out of control that was going to do damage to whoever came down to the ring. And yes, he was, he did his thing, but he was distracted and um, he got, you know, Apollo got the drop on him. Right. But what's going to happen when you head up? Because I know he's going to say that next week. You attack him from behind? What, right. That, that, that's, that's very manly of you. Here's another thing. Some of the scariest people that I've known in my life are the people who are fun all the time. All the time. The joking, you know, uh, life of the party, uh, really hard to make angry, really hard to piss off. But then when you do piss them off or you oh, do man. make them angry, you see that shift in their personality that is so um, you're not used to. Yeah, it's so frightening. It's, it's, it's such a shock to your system that you're like, oh, wow. Well, he's serious because, you know, obviously I've known this person for a long time and I've never seen him this way. We have that I've relationship with Big E. Like that. Right, right. And then when that person snaps and he also happens to look like, well, what Big E looks like, which is a brick shit house with a high top that can, again, rip your arms off of your body. The effect is profound. It was profound last night. Yeah, he he got over. And yep. it's that's the thing about pro wrestling that you want to give really good talent every opportunity that you can for them yeah. to get over. And that was a way of, of him getting over. With, I mean... He went over two with Sammy, which usually they don't both come together. But at the end, then he got the, you know, he got the, um, the drop put on him. You can't have it all. Speaking of <laughs> but, Sammy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But he got the drop put on him. But yeah. I do see next week um, him and Apollo uh, locking up in a way that, we'll be proud of, of the, what we see from that match. I like it. Well, you brought up Sami Zayn. That was another thing. I just, another guy that I love and that is just doing insanely entertaining work on a week-to-week yes. basis is Sami Zayn. Now it looks like uh, uh, we saw a little bit of a olive branch being extended to Kevin Owens. Kevin actually seeing maybe a little bit open to it. I don't know what's going to happen there, but Sami Zayn talking about essentially, hey man, Kevin, you understand about conspiracies. You know what it's like to be held down. I want you to be in this documentary. It's going to be big. It's going to be explosive. This paranoid uh, 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 conspiracy theorist version of Sami Zayn, I... I love it, Mark. I, 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 I just, I, I mean, I love Sami Zayn. I love his presence on social media. I love the type of human being that he is. I love what he does with his, with his power and his celebrity and, and, and his outspokenness. But I also love the chameleon that he is in the WWE universe in terms of plugging and playing. You can take that dude and put him anywhere. He can give you a five-star match or he can be our truth yeah. comedic relief. Like it's insane. The ability that this dude has anywhere. Talk about a five tool player. Yeah, his range is ridiculous. I don't know if 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 there's anybody that uh is existing in the company that has his range right yeah. now. Like I mean, he is like you said, he could go from R-Truth to Roman Reigns. You know, like 
right? It's it's crazy to to be able to go from, um, you know, our truth to Bobby Lashley. Like the the dude has got it, and um, if you decided, you know what, we're gonna run with Sami Zayn. You create a network around him that allows him to use his people to get over. You can make him a champion very easily. He's got he's got everything there is, and uh, you know, watching him work last night um, is is like watching poetry. It's like listening to jazz music. You don't know where it's going to go, but you're enjoying how it's getting there. I like it. I like it. All right. We're going to take some calls coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. But Mark, before we head out to the nation and catch up with them, when we come back, I want to get your thoughts on this news about all elite wrestling. Obviously they had their pay-per-view on Sunday at revolution, a lot of attention on the pay-per-view mark, huge numbers being pulled in terms of uh, what AEW did over $6 million done in pay-per-view uh, uh, buys. We don't know the exact figure, but we have a little bit of an idea of the number more importantly, right? We have uh, the views. We have the eyes. We have the, the, the unveil of Christian. We have all of this news to get to, right? But the number, itself six million dollars the eyes are on the show when we come back i might tell you why that might not be a good thing all right yeah, yeah. that's what i'm saying it might not be a good thing saturday edition of busted open nation coming up in about 15 minutes aew pay-per-view talk when we come back here on a saturday i'm ryan that's mark keep it locked Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on SiriusXM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Saturday uh, was uh, Biggie's uh, documentary on Netflix. I got a story to tell. So I'll say that again. Make sure everyone go out there and uh, watch that. And as I mentioned here, and I, and I throw plugs out, and I talk about things we're excited about, Mark Henry. Tonight, tonight, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice going down and this one's a monster main event really for a couple reasons it's great that we're going to get to see rich swan versus moose but with this title and title being on the line with the world title and the the uh, uh the, well the impact title and the tna title obviously being uh, uh defended with uh swan and moose the winner mark between swan and moose is going to face aew world champion kenny omega yeah. in the main event of their april pay-per-view in rebellion so uh, a lot on the line with this main event between swan and moose at this uh impact uh sacrifice pay-per-view going down in a few hours not not only is there a lot on the line but who's going to get the opportunity to stand in front of AEW's best. I mean, they consider Kenny to be the best over there right now. Right. They're building him to be the guy. The pinnacle of that industry against the pinnacle at another. Who wouldn't want to be in that spot? Yep. I like it. So both of these guys have an opportunity to set themselves above and we, I think we kind of know 
as fans, we 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 there's always a, another way than yep. the way that we pick. But I really would like to see Rich Swan and Kenny go at it because of the versatility of Rich and what he can do. I think it'll be oh, yeah. more serious than the Rich that we normally see. Yeah, be a great match. Be a great match. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get it. It's going to be interesting to see what plays out uh, at Sacrifice. Bringing up Kenny Omega, obviously, we had the uh, AEW pay-per-view on Sunday, Revolution. There was so much to get to with that, Mark. Um, news coming out this week from Dave Meltzer of The Observer uh, that reports are over $6 million in pay-per-view buys being done. The official number not uh, precisely known, but we have an idea on the uh, the actual revenue generated in terms of the over $6 million mark, the most generated from a non-WWE pay-per-view since the heyday of WCW in 1999. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And the only thing I could think about was on the surface – Six million. All this is great, right? The hype generated is great. We had a lot of fun previewing the card last Saturday on the show. Uh, but Mark, I think a reason or one of the big reasons that folks tuned in and the numbers that they did and why it was bigger than the other pay-per-views and why people were paying attention in a way they haven't before. I think Shaq was a reason setting it up, you know, a couple weeks before. But I, I think the, the the main reason was this announcement from Tony Khan, this Hall of Fame level talent that they were bringing on. Uh, Mark, you had Tony on the show last Friday. He he talked about how everyone was going to be excited. There was a lot of hype. Dreamer and I came on Saturday and were thrown pontificating about what it could be. And, and the one thing that I kept coming back to was if you bring out Paul White to announce the announcement, like you're bringing out the big show, which was shocking to you, Mark. It was shocking to me. It was shocking to the whole wrestling, press, pro wrestling world. I thought naturally that the name had to be more of a surprise than big show had to be more shocking than big show. Right. And I got to be right. honest when Christian cage came out, when Christian came out, I was disappointed, and that's a shame because I love Christian. I love the signing. I understand why they did it. I think he's awesome for the locker room. I can't wait to see Christian versus Penta. I can't wait to see the matchmaking, all of that. But, Mark, the optics, the hype, getting people that excited and then bringing out someone, and this is going to sound so bad, but I don't care because you know what I mean, lesser than the big show. The surprise of big show signing with AEW was bigger than the surprise of Christian. So it now. Naturally, at least to me, felt like a letdown mark, and I do feel like, or I do question, what type of ramifications this will have in the future, right? People got hyped. They tuned in over $6 million worth of buys. What I'm saying is they tuned in because they believed in Tony Khan. This was built up, and this was hyped by AEW, and I do feel like that unveil was a big reason why. I wonder if that's going to bite them in the ass. Yes, they turned in this time, but are they going to tune in next time? Are they going to tune in the time after? Did you overpromise, Mark? It, it, it feels like to me that they did, and that's a shame again because Christian is awesome. It's just the way they went about it. Unveiling Big Show before Christian, I, I do not understand that. You know what? I think that it was uh, they would have been better served doing it yeah. the opposite direction, yeah. just like you and Dave and Bully and Tommy said, but we are in the corny business. Sure. Sell, 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 and then sell again. <laughs> okay, I like where this is going. I feel like you're about to give us a lesson. I'm about to I'm about to educate you. I, I felt like you were. 
You let me get my shit well, you, in. You let me be emotional. And now you're going to talk, talk, talk me off a ledge. The <laughs> yep. So the history is said in pro wrestling. Build the audience. Build it up. And they will come. Yeah. You look at just from the, the ultimate standpoint. You look at Vince McMahon. WrestleMania. If you build it, they will come. Sure. Put everything on the line to get that done. There were misses that the WWE had before they said WrestleMania is going to be it. We're going to spend every dime we got. And if it works, we'll live. If it fails, we're done. Tony is not there yet to where if he fails, he's done. Now, people, the next pay-per-view might suck because people will be like, I'm not buying it. I mean, I, I got disappointed last time. Right. It's not going to kill him. But he will know from what not to do again. Yeah. Sometimes you learn from your mistakes, not just learn from good training. And that's okay. But I, but yeah. and, and that's okay. But I think that they will be able to do more in the future and they will do better. And I think the main basis of the failure was mistake. The one thing that wasn't a mistake was you should have had Christian be announced and then Big Show be the big surprise. Right. But you're not wrong in having Christian because Christian is going to make everybody there better. He is just that guy. I mean, we there's not a wrestler that you're going to come across that's going to say, "Oh, that Christian, he don't he don't know what he's talking about." Yeah, we haven't seen it any won't of that. Happen. <laughs> and he's not a great guy, it. right? He's a great guy. Like he has everything, but the, the passion, Mark, the passion. That dude is a fan. I talk about this like with Metallica. Lars, all people, Lars Ulrich always get the drummer of Metallica always catches shit for the Napster stuff and whatever and yada yada yada. Dude is the biggest fan of heavy metal and hard music like that has arguably ever existed. He made Metallica the brand partly because of the passion that he had. The point I'm saying is Christian's all those things, super talented, much better than Lars is. And Christian is a much better wrestler than Lars is a drummer. And I'm really not even trying to get into that, but I'm just the, the, the passion that the dude has, he's a lifelong fan. Now he's also one of the best of his generation, specifically in the tag team realm of what he did with edge. And then obviously he had that great run there with the, the feud with Orton and SmackDown for the world championship. I'm just saying he is, as you said, the entire package and the passion, the cup is running over. And you look at what's going on over there. Yeah. At AEW. They have tag teams over there that consistently, I say, what are they doing? Why, why, why would you do that? Christian is going to stop all that. He's brilliant that way. Design and putting together and who does what and mm. against who and putting complementing styles together. I remember a match that he and I had. And we didn't kind of know. 
I was working in between at that time. I wasn't a heel. I wasn't a face. He was the same. We were just like, ah, eh, let's just, you know, let's go out there and, and see what happens. Okay. The entrances told a lot. When I came out first, the crowd cheered. When Christian came out, they booed. We got in the ring, and we were both shaking our head like, okay, we know what they want. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I absolutely. Was it, regional? Was, it, was it regional at that time, or was it just kind of the feel of the roster and the way things were playing out on TV? This was a, this was a live event. This was a house okay. show. All right. And we were able to go out there and not call one thing. Not even, we didn't even really have they, we the op, the the finish was optional, hmm. so it was complete dance. Not many people get to do that. They trust you to do that when you're me and Christian. So we get in the ring. Christian goes up to the top, does his hand, boo. <laughs> I go up to the top, yay. We did the yay boo for like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Christian ran across the ring and just ran into me. He takes a hellacious back bump, rolls out of the ring to the floor, holds his head, and the crowd is going nuts. All he did was throw himself into me. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be easy. <laughs> and the referee goes, go out and get him. I go out to get him. He's running. I stopped chasing him. And being the clown that I am, I start acting like I was blown up. <sighs> I'm breathing sure. heavy. Like, right, right. He runs around, jumps off the stairs. I catch him. I throw him in the ring. I get in the ring, and I'm chasing. He's begging. And that's all freestyle. And all freestyle. It's just, we're just doing it. Yeah. He sticks his hand out like, hey, man, please, I'm sorry. Just shake my hand. And I'm looking at the crowd, and they're going, no, don't do it. Don't trust him. I shake his hand anyway. And I start squeezing, and he's oh jumping up and down. I'm like, no, get like, let go, let go. We're telling stories. We're having fun. We ten minutes in, they had to come tell us to get out the ring. And the reason that you're <laughs> telling because this because Christian yep. knows yep what needs to take place at that moment, not just for him, but for everybody. Well the reason I bring it up is because there's so much you don't remember. Like I, I brought about, I, I brought this up today, March 13th, 2000 Monday night, raw East Rutherford, New Jersey, Mark Henry versus our own Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon. It was a handicap match. Now I bring that up to you and you're like, Oh really? That's cool. You don't remember anything about that. Now a random mm. house show with Christian in a 10 minute match where you were doing a bunch of different things. You remember as clear as day. Like I'm looking at you, you you clearly remember this random house show. And that was because I'm guessing it spoke volumes to the, what you saw from Christian and just how creative he could be in that moment. 
and how valuable and, he is. And this is a time where I relied on mm. people like Christian and Edge, Dwayne, to help me tell the stories because they were more wrestling historians than I was at that moment. But I start I was I was getting it already at that point. I knew how to tell the story for me. But I didn't know how to tell the story from a small guy perspective facing a big guy. It was just all big guy. Christian is beyond the brilliant mind. He's Oz. The Young Bucks are going to be so unbelievably good. Private party. Every tag team that they have over there is going to be 10 times better now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not making this. That's why Tony was saying what he said. Yeah. He was one of Tony's favorites because. He knew. Man, nobody had ever done this in a ladder match. Christian did the teeter-totter where they pushed the ladder over. He stepped on the rope, top rope and pushed the ladder back up. I had never seen it. He was the first. It came to his brain, and he did it. But I'm going to tell you a story. I watched him practice that. Hmm. He failed. He missed the rope. His face hit. His body hit the top rope. Ooh. His face hit the rope. He went over to, over to the floor. We thought that he wasn't going to be able to make the pay-per-view. So this was earlier in the day or earlier in the week? This or? is early in the day. Oh, wow. We're all like, oh, shit. Christian, oh, my God. He just, he fell from 20 feet. He's right. on the floor. And he cleared. He went from, he He's went bleeding. from, he, he went all the way to the outside? He went all the way to, the, hit the top rope and went all the way to the floor. Another Yikes. seven and a half feet, eight feet. Yeah. We're all worried. We go, everybody's running to go check on him. He said, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. That son of a bitch went out there and did that in the match after failing. Nailed nailed it on the paper. And nailed it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. That's who you're getting. Yeah. That's why Tony is like, hey, he he knows that. He knows what's going on with Christian. Everybody, they tell these, we tell the stories between us. The radio just happened to get this today. Yeah. Well, Christian the good news is, is special. Yeah. The good news is, Mark, uh, pro wrestling fans, uh, eh, relatively short memory. It's easy to make them forget, right? So much content, so much weekly Christian television. will make them forget. Absolutely. And it will be a blip on the radar. Um, and, and again, uh, we can get more into, we got weekly winner coming up in about 10 minutes, so we can get more into AEW and the finish of the pay-per-view and all that good stuff. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray, and I'd love you to join me on my podcast, Going Long, where every week we talk to the sports stars themselves, like NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. I was probably better at baseball than I was football. And the people that love them, like TV legend George Wendt. I thought about changing to be a Cup fan as a career move. And sports casting icon Linda Cohen. I never thought I'd still be doing it at this point in time. You can listen to Going Long every Thursday on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving. 
which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, let's go! Hour three here on a Saturday Busted Open Weekly Winner time. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That is, of course, Mark Henry. And boy, Mark, we got another great week in professional wrestling. Friday Night SmackDown delivering the goods as always. Monday Night Raw doesn't suck anymore. Impact and AEW are doing their thing with the crossover uh, stuff that's happening. Obviously, Wednesday Night on Fire as always. Mark, I know you're about to get into it. I know you're about to share your thoughts, but I'm burying the lead here. And I hate to be anticlimactic and I, and maybe you can um, change my mind. But as I look at this week, I'm giving you my weekly winner right now. I'm not even going to give you the, I'm not even going to give you the setup. I'm not even going to give you the breakdown. I'm not even going to go over the matches. NXT, Damn. NXT, Mark, delivered one of the best shows of the year. I don't even care about weekly winner, right? Just one of the best shows of the year. NXT delivered a Wednesday night for the ages. Obviously, Finn Balor and Adam Cole doing what they did to end the show. Uh, But when you, with Io Shirai and Tony Storm going to war to start the show, it could have went a little bit longer. Like, I'm okay with that. But the match itself was awesome. Obviously, the tag team titles, uh, everything that happened with that. I can't believe Wednesday at NXT was a two-hour show. There's plenty more to get to, but I'm telling you right now, off the bat, no drama, no uh, wondering, no sort of back and forth. NXT is my weekly winner because, damn it, it was just that good. Well, since you put it like that, um, (laughs) I'm going to say that NXT is my weekly winner, but I'm going to go through the formalities. Okay, all right. On Monday, uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Miz, yeah. Um those were the big selling points of of the of the sh- of that show. And I love the fact that there was some good recap on AEW. Um even though AEW had a mistake happen that kind of foiled their own main event. Uh shit happens. You just have to, you know, say, hey, chalk it up. That's part of the game. It happens. Yeah, and Mark, but, and, and not to, but, but to your point, you, you talk about the mistake on AEW. I thought uh, in terms of, uh, I think you're referencing the way the pay-per-view ended on Sunday at Revolution. I thought the cover that AEW did was just about perfect. I, I was listening to Justin Labar yesterday with his Spar with Labar segment, and, and I agreed with him about, Omega and Callis coming back out and doing the 69 stuff and kind of continuing. I thought that was a little bit much, but that original explanation from Moxley and Kingston, I thought given the circumstances, it was about as well done as you could hope for a little bit of comedy, a little bit of explanation. Again, it's pro wrestling. Let's not overthink it. I, I like the way they handled it. All right. I'm going to go back to my explanation <laughs> <laughs> and not shit on your interrupting me. You were like, you were but, like, I had a point here. I had a point here. I had a point to make, <laughs> which I don't remember now, but fuck it. Um, it was AEW. The AEW, like the, the, the ending, I'm glad that they ended strong like they did. Uh, 
I, I had some, you know, I don't like babyface, babyface matches. I don't like okay. n- matches where you don't have a definitive good guy, bad guy. Jim Ross, uh, the black hat, it means something. You got to have a good guy. You got to have a bad guy to tell a story. And having uh, Ray Phoenix and Matt Jackson, uh, as good as those guys are, it would have been better if, if it would have been other people that they were, or that there was a definite role um, that that happened. Darby Allen and Scorpio, I'm, I, I wish that Scorpio would have turned sooner. It took too long for them to get to it. You know, so you can establish that, okay, we got a good guy and a bad guy, because that the first five, six minutes of that match, I was like leaning back in my chair going, okay, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? What are we getting to? And, but the, the man, Sammy Guevara, um, MJF, like everybody in the inner circle, excuse me, how all of that work was great. What do you think about MJF's perceived potential new horseman? Because that was, I think, a, for a lot of people, a very exciting sort of uh, reveal. That was cert- certainly something that I was expecting, at least not right now at this point. But uh, it looks like that's where we're headed. Yeah, it looked like it. But I yep. think that um, you need another faction that's big enough to combat the inner circle. Yeah. And nothing, no, there was no other group including the nightmare family that was able to do that. So you already knew that, Oh shit. All they have to do is send in a circle down and they're going to clean house on everybody. But that's not the case now. Mark, what do you think about the inner circle now potentially being a babyface stable? Cause it looks like that's where the, 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 the turn might be happening. MGF's new horsemen come in. Um, you build Sammy as this next great babyface. Chris has a little bit of a turn. Maybe we get LAX back where we want them to be at the at the top of the tag team card? I don't know. I think that MJF is, uh, as Dave would call him, a stain. I think that he's so much of a stain that it was it would be right now impossible for him to be a babyface. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about uh, MJF leading the new horseman against a babyface stable of the inner circle. So MJF, right, the new right, horseman, right. FTR against what I'm saying. Okay, I, I, yeah, I took Jericho wrong. and I took Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what that do you think that can work? Sam, they could, they could make the inner circle of baby faces, but the baby faces are made by the heels being who they are. So if you can keep MJF the way that he is, and to make them the evil empire, I'm all set. I'm ready. I'm. I got my popcorn ready. But like we were saying, SmackDown was good last night. Yeah. It was a lot of promos, though. It was heavily uh, promo-driven. I uh, loved the tag match. I thought that everything made sense. And last night, the most entertaining thing of the show, and this is just my opinion, was when they went when Nia Jax uh, took Reginald shopping. Because it reminded me of sexual chocolate. <laughs> well, there were, there, there were some there were there were some comparisons there that the old mustard suit got brought out. And the old the old oh, question yeah. of uh, who wore it better hit the uh, who hit the old Twitters last night. 
Yeah, uh, you know, Stephanie <laughs> Flash. Uh she she posted that last night and I, I, I just popped because I thought that that was one of the funniest things that I'd seen in a little while. But when um Nia Jax was having him twirling around. Yeah. And uh Slay me, jumped, Reggie! Slay me, he, Reggie! <laughs> he just jumped in her lap and she was putting him over. I was like, This is sexual chocolate revisited. And well, it ended now, with, Naya, Naya's sexual chocolate. Now we got the we got yeah, the female sexual sex, chocolate. She's a female <laughs> sexual chocolate. Yeah, I, I just thought it was great, man. I thought the, that the yeah uh, Cesaro and 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 Murphy, man, like was great. Um, and even the segments, um, the KO show, the stuff with Sasha and 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 Bianca Belair. Really, really good TV. I mean, but as you said, so brilliantly, brother, NXT yeah. is it's just head and shoulders above in the wrestling department. The matches, unbelievable. Um even even the uh Ember Moon and and uh Chauncey Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and Rochelle Gonzalez. That was great. It was a really good match. Yep. And they did stuff that I hadn't seen the women do. When Rochelle Gonzalez caught Ember Moon and was holding her, I was like, bro, that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. Especially being that she went over the top rope and she pulled her back up into the ring. Really hard to do. I mean, wow, what a strong woman. And the stories that were being told, them being given the titles. How many, like it was three title matches. It was like a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, and with a little uh, appearance from L.A. Knight as well. The show had it all. Yeah. Man. It sets up L.A. Knight's uh, d- uh, in-ring debut for next week, getting it in with uh, our, our guy we like, Thick Boy, uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, and another thing I liked about Wednesday, uh, similar to what we talked about with Friday, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Don't lead with uh, Roman Reigns. You know, I like how they put it to the end of the show. I like a little less Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron Grimes, in my opinion, is the best thing happening in NXT right now, or certainly one of the best things. Let's not overdo it. Let's make it special. When he shows up yep. on my screen, let's make it exciting. And 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 we're, I feel like we're getting that. You know, and that whole storyline with Zia Lee and the uh, yeah, um, like man, that stuff is entertaining. Like they right. have not failed on that yet. And, and Mark, you know, it's easy to do. It's easy That's to have a say. shit yep. moment. Yep, it's easy to have on stuff like that. But they have not failed yet. Yep. And it just made that whole show uh, my number one. As I said earlier, I just, you know, we started with it. We realized that <laughs> there's, that some, was there's some weeks. Yep. <laughs> some weeks it was, it's just that way. Yep. Regardless of what went on in the wrestling world, yep. NXT was so good last night, uh, Wednesday, yep. that, I mean, they even just showing the vignettes. Like, the vignettes were good. I thought that I was explaining to a friend of mine the other day that I thought Zoe Stark is is 
at this pace, she's she she could be like the rookie of the year. Potentially. She's got the potential to be the rookie of the year. They just, it's just what they're going to do with her because right. she looks like a veteran. She looks like she's been working for 20 years. Well, that first match, I mean, talk about kicking in the door. Shit. Damn, wave in the 4-4. <laughs> right? Man, back she killed it. <laughs> yep. It's a yep. biggie moment. It's a biggie moment. I had to throw that in there. It's all good. But, like, I mean, <laughs> just just the vignettes and showing what's, what's yet to come yeah. with how good a show that was. Yeah. You have to say that NXT was the best show. And you know, if you're not first, you're last. I like it. So NXT, congratulations. And another thing, I, I briefly mentioned it as we talk about what we loved from NXT. You know, LA Knight showing up, um, potentially getting into it with Bronson Reed here in the future. I, I I I don't know exactly where that's going to fall into in terms of the, you know his potential first feud, but Reed and uh, L.A. Knight, like I I I love it, I love it. I mean, we're obviously both yeah. high on Reed, and we love what he represents. Obviously, representing the big bodies, the thick boys out there, and, and Knight's just boy. I mean, yeah, he's just on fire on the microphone, and obviously, I mean, Eli Drake slash L.A. Knight, super capable in the ring. Styles make fights. I like it from the promo aspect of it potentially and i like it from the in ring i'm i'm just excited to see the dude get in the ring in nxt do you see do you see a lot of the rock in him 100 100 to me like he has studied a lot of Dwayne's film and that he's gonna bring back some of the things but he's got like his own style too it's it's theatrical and a little over the top like rock and it's direct and a little bit hillbilly like austin He's got this like, and that's, he doesn't hit him with that's the bottom line, but it's a lot of firmness, a lot of uh, matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of constants. Like, he's just very, he's very direct. And like, like when you reference the rock, um, the theatrics of it, the over the topness of it, the projection of his voice. My wife has, my wife, despite having seen Eli Drake at FSW, my wife is like not a huge pro wrestling fan. She is and she isn't. Like, she goes back and forth, but she does go to indie shows with me. She's seen Eli Drake before here on the West Coast. Obviously, Eli's put in a ton of work. LA Knight's put in a ton of work here on the West Coast. She's seen him before, but she didn't remember him. So when she saw him for the first time in NXT, she's like he has a great voice in terms of projection he has like a radio voice mark like when la Knight speaks you just you're drawn to it even if you don't exactly know why and i think the rock was kind of the same way it's just the way they when they when when they hit a microphone they grab you and i'm not sure that's right. something you can teach it's, it's deflection and mm. knowing when to put it yeah and and it's hard it's hard to put a thumbtack on it and say oh this is exactly where it is we got it people like them they're they've they're ever evolving they're they're just like they come in a room it's like the matrix you know they've seen that program before okay let's change it a little and it's very minute changes that yeah make you know the difference and he just knows what differences to make and very i excited. think it comes from studying I mean, he, he Dwayne was one of the best at it. Well, Dwayne, I remember in the uh, what was the was Beyond the Math documentary, I think it was, but the when he was with the acting coach, and you saw just you talked about how much he put into that. It is true. Like, I mean, obviously you can work on it, but there's that natural talent there. Um, I, I, I as you've said, and other people have said, Dwayne Johnson might be like 
one of the prototypical sort of case studies on making yourself a better version and putting in the work. And yeah, I'm sure LA Knight worked at it, but man, Mark, you would agree. There's something just innate in that human being as well. That dude's a natural on so many levels as well. He just, he just got it. Guys just got it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, being, being good is, is okay, <laughs> but you have to be studied. Yeah. I mean, to know where people failed and where not to go. And there were some things that Dwayne did that they went over like a fart in church. I mean, they didn't get over at all. <clears throat> he had more get over moments than he did um, failures, of course, because he's a rock. But I guarantee you there's some, there's some things that he said and did that if you ask him now, he would be like, oh, my God, I don't even know what I was thinking when I did that. Shit. His, his complete debut was a failure. I mean, the man got die Rocky die chance. Hey, that was our first, that was our first introduction essentially to the rock slash Dwayne Johnson slash Rocky Maivia. So yeah, essentially his first, his first introduction to the, uh, to the company, to us, uh, the, uh, the professional wrestling nation at large was a, a hill he had to overcome. He had to, he had to, he had to, uh, he had to make right. Hey, if you and, will, you know, speaking of the rock, congratulations. Um, He's established a partnership with the uh, Canadian Football League and Saw that. the XFL. Like the the league that sent him back to America with seven dollars in his pocket. That's a good point. Now he's. I didn't even think. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there's a report in case you guys missed it, uh, Nation. There is this report about the uh, XFL and CFL. I don't know. If it's it's finalized yet, I don't believe it is. It's a it's a potential partnership, but it looks like it is going to happen. Uh, the CFL <clears throat> Commissioner Randy Ambrose uh, Ambrosi and the XFL uh, Danny Garcia, uh, the, the Rock's uh, what's it's his ex wife, right? Yes. And it's now his business partner. Um, she uh, she's uh, uh, obviously has a role over there with the XFL as well, a very high one. And you referenced it, Mark, a potential joining merger of the CFL. I didn't even uh, the CFL and the XFL. I didn't even uh, think about, as you said, the relationship that the Rock has to the CFL. They sent him home. They said, hey, you're not going to be a pro football player here. Obviously, that jettisoned him into the professional wrestling world. And the rest is history. But Thank talk you. about a win. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about a win, Mark. I'm going to come Thank back you, and I'm going to I'm going to essentially buy you. I'm going to essentially buy you. I mean, that is some, that's some boss shit, Mark Henry. Yeah. But you know what? That's the subtlety of mm. showing you putting uh, my, my uncle Andrew used to be like, Oh, you don't walk around with your chest out, huh? Like that. He walking around with his chest out. <laughs> He's showing them, listen, I'm a badass dude. You missed the boat. And, and I tell my son that he got kids hating on him and stuff. I was like thankful for the haters. I hate I hate on Jacob. Jacob is Jacob is 15 and he is stronger than I will ever be. He's bigger than I will ever be. And he's 20. What wait, wait, my 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 math is off. Yeah, 22 years younger than me. Like, dude, like of course Jacob is gonna have haters. The man is an absolute monster, and he's not even a man yet, Mark. Shout out to Jacob. You sharing that uh video on social media this week. My goodness, that that uh young man is uh well, he's, he's, he's a man, Mark. Man, that dude came back. He was so upset that he didn't go higher that he went back two days later and lifted 25 pounds more. He did 525 like uh day before yesterday because he's driven now. I don't have to tell him to do anything. 
he well, wants to do. Isn't it? He's got to also be excited. Like I would be excited if I woke up and I had the genetics in my family that you had, like, he's got to know that he has real opportunity. I mean, athletically speaking, you are the son of Mark Henry. He's got to be motivated by that. Right. I know he's young, but just knowing that he potentially has that to unlock inside him, that's got to be exciting for a young man. Cause you don't know what's ahead of you. Like he's squatting five twenty-five. Wow. He's, I, I can't even imagine what, what having that power at your proverbial tip fingertips could unlock the excitement that it could unlock what's he gonna yeah, be and, mark and it, and it helps him in wrestling too like, yeah you know being super strong uh especially he's a 15 year old that's wrestling uh 17 and 18 year old guys that's insane and you know like you know being on varsity like everybody that he's wrestled this year have been juniors or seniors there's no sophomores or freshmen wrestling varsity because nobody's really physically strong right. enough at for one and two, they just don't know. Jacob is winning, and he's just, you know, a novice. <laughs> like, I, I keep telling him, educators, I'm looking at more wow. wrestling videos than him still. Yeah. He's I'm looking young. at more amateur wrestling. I'm like, bro, yeah. you have got to study. And I, I always talk about, you know, Dwayne. He didn't happen by accident. I didn't happen by accident. I happened because I want to know what made that person great. How did he do it? What steps did he take? What what potential things that he failed at that I can avoid by studying? And and it's the same thing in radio. It's the same thing in wrestling. It's the same thing in everything that we love and do. And food, you know, there's places that... <laughs> why, why do food. people go on and look at reviews? Because they don't want to waste their money. They want to make they an educated decision. They don't want to go decision. and get sick. Exactly. You, you want to make an educated guess. Yep. Have a great hypothesis on what makes you <laughs> what makes you the place with the best pizza or the best sandwich or whatever food you like. Yep. Yep. So I like it. Why not apply that to whatever you're doing? So and what's it and what's at the center? The and and what's the center of all that? Passion. Passion. Yes. Passion, passion, passionate. passion. That's right. You gotta gotta wanna succeed. There's a lot of people that they 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 may not have the passion, but more than not having the passion, they don't have the they don't have the drive to to do it. Mm. My like you know I, I've I've always preached to both my kids like you gotta want it. It don't matter how much I want it for you. Me wanting it for you is not gonna make you achieve it. You gotta want it. And all of the fans out there that listen, there's something in your life that you look at and go, man, I wish I could do that. You can do it. It's will you study enough? Will you apply yourself? And when you fail, will you get your ass up and say, you know what? It knocked me down one time, but I'm getting back up. And that's that's what it is, man. It's, it's, you said passion is a good one. But it's it's a lot that goes into it. Nobody's just born, you know, able to do what LeBron James did. He practiced every day of his life, all day, to be who he is. I'm I'm telling you. Well, I know it for a fact. 
this Saturday's edition of Weekly Winner brought to you by Tony Robbins. That is going to do it here on a Saturday <laughs> edition of Weekly Winner. No, I love it. I love it. That was awesome. I love that perspective. And uh, yeah, some perspective you're only going to get from the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, Olympian, WWE Hall of Famer, father, and uh, yeah, just general overall motivational badass, as you just heard. All right. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.